Good morning. Today is Sunday, May 22nd, 2022. I did not have the chance to share this with you on Shabbos or this past week, but the Haftorah that we read in Shul yesterday is extremely profound in a subtle way. And also, the way that it connects to our Parsha, and not only last week's Parsha of Bahar, but also this coming week's Parsha of Bechukosai. And since we do not read yesterday's Haftorah most years of the day, it's quite unusual. I'd like to briefly focus on it this morning. So last week's Torah portion, as we discussed, discusses certain aspects of buying fields and selling fields. And since land in Israel is never intrinsically owned, just like the entire earth, it belongs to God. And God commands that every Yovel year, the 50th Jubilee year, whatever land was bought during the previous 50 years returns to its original owner. So when I buy land in Israel, during the time that this mitzvah applies, the value is not the intrinsic value of the real estate, but rather the value and the price will be determined by how much use of it I will get until I have to return it. And we discussed this last week. We've discussed before that the Haftorah that we read every Shabbos, which is a selection from one of the prophets, is supposed to connect thematically to that week's Torah portion from the Torah, from the Bible. And also, it is supposed to be inspiring. It is supposed to, in some way, lift our spirits. The narrative of the Haftorah that we read yesterday does not seem to fulfill that imperative. The narrative goes like this. God says to Yirmiyoh Hanavi, the prophet Jeremiah, who, remember, is a prophet that lived at the end of the first temple period and prophesied and predicted the destruction of the first temple period, the, the first temple and the exile of the entire Jewish people, leaving the land of Israel desolate. God says to Yirmiyahu, buy a field. And God says to Yirmiyahu, this is the location of the field. And this is the owner from whom you need to buy it. And this is how much you should pay for it. And I want you, God says, to write a contract sale, a sale of purchase, a sale of con a contract of sale, a, a contract of purchase. And I want you to take witnesses, God says, and make sure you count the money very carefully that you pay for this field. And then take the contract that attests to this sale and put it in a safe place. So I ask you, what is happening with this narrative? Maybe if you're a notary, 
It's interesting. But otherwise, it's kind of boring. What's the message? What's the inspiration? The message and the inspiration comes from the date. Because God commanded Yermio to buy this specific field in Israel after God told him that the first temple is going to be destroyed imminently and the Jewish people are going to be exiled from their land. Okay. So now these details are not boring. It sounds crazy. Why buy a field if imminently God is about to destroy the Beis Amigdash, destroy Jerusalem, and exile the entire Jewish people? And people from other nations are going to inhabit the land of Israel. Why would God say to Yermio, buy this field with all the details of purchase? And this sets up what is perhaps the most powerful and inspiring lesson that Yermio Hanafi, the prophet Jeremiah, has to teach us in his entire oeuvre of prophecy. Because Yermio Hanavi is teaching us the antidote to the dire and frightening predictions and warnings in this week's Torah portion coming up, the Parsha Buhukosai, where God tells us in terrifying detail all of the horrible things that are going to happen to us if, God forbid, we do not fulfill and follow God's commandments, every one of which has come true. The prophecy of destruction, the prophecy of exile, the prophecy of persecution, the prophecy of a feeling of helplessness on the part of the Jewish people that is the subject of this coming week's Torah portion, Bechukosai, every element of which has come true, Here's the antidote, says the Navi Yermio in yesterday's Haftorah. Ko Omar Hashem Israel. This is what God, Lord of Hosts, God of Israel says. O Yiknu Batim Sukramim There will come a time in the future when people will again, Jews will again purchase houses, and fields, and vineyards in the land of Israel. So in effect, what God is saying is that, Yermio, you got to tell the Jewish people there will be destruction, Nebuch. There will be desolation. There will be exile. And there will even be despair among the Jewish people, just as our coming week's Torah portion, Bukukosai, warns us and predicts. God says it's going to happen. But God says, I'm telling you now, before it happens, don't despair, because Jews will return to Israel. And in fact, 
In fact, this moment, God says to Yermio, just before the destruction, when the desolation and the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple is impending, it's imminent, it is the best time to buy. In last week's Torah portion, Hashem commands us in the mitzvah of Shemitah to observe the sabbatical year every seven years. And Hashem commands us in the midst of Yovel, the Jubilee year, every 50th year. And sadly, when those mitzvahs were relevant during biblical times, we did not keep these mitzvahs properly the way God expected. And so, as we see in this week's Torah portion, God took us out of the land of Israel. As we will read in this week's Torah portion, Vaaz Tirtse Haaretz Es Shabsoseha. In response to our not observing the laws of Shemitah, of allowing the land to rest the way God commanded and expected us to do, God warns us He's going to take us out of the land of Israel and there will be an enforced laying fallow of the land of Israel because we will not be there to inhabit it. And the truth is, many Jews did give up hope. Over the last 2,000 years, there are many Jews, sadly, that gave up hope of ever returning. But here's the message. God does not give up hope on us. Oz od yiknu batim vasados azos. God promises us that there will be a time in the future when we will again buy fields and houses and vineyards in the land of Israel. God never gave up on us. And today, Property in Israel is worth more than perhaps at any time in history. God is keeping his promise to us. And I hope that we realize how special, how privileged we are to live in this time today in which we are living and seeing the unfoldment of the fulfillment of God's promise in yesterday's Haftorah. The undoing of the harshness of this coming week's Parsha B'chukosai. That fulfillment is coming today. Try to buy land in Israel today. Yes, of course you should, but you're going to pay for it more than you would have paid at any time in Jewish history. That fulfillment is happening today. God is keeping his promise to us, to you and to me. And we get to witness it. What a privilege. A number of years ago, we had a Rosh Kolel the head of Kolol Torah Metzion. Over the years that I've been here, we've had several, several people who have served in this role at Kolol Torah Metzion. I have to say, 
Every single one of them has been remarkable and inspiring and a gift to our community. A number of years ago, the name of the Rosh Kolel who was here was Rabbi Yishai Listner, a wonderful man. And there was one time that he spoke, it happened to have been at Adath, and he spoke and he told the following story. He said that during the war in Lebanon, he was in the IDF, in the Israeli army. And he was in a helicopter along with other soldiers coming to land into Lebanon to fight on the front lines. And the, so the helicopter touched down and he left the helicopter first. And at that moment, the helicopter was hit directly by a missile. And five people were killed on the helicopter. He was saved because he was on the ground. And later it bothered him tremendously. Why was he saved? And the others died? And here's what he shared with us. Every morning, we wake up in the morning and we say, We give praise to you, Hashem. We thank you, Hashem, that you've allowed us to wake up to have another day. We start our, our day with gratitude for God, to God for giving us the gift of a new day. You return my soul to me in compassion and mercy. Let's pay attention to those words. We say to God, Great is your faith, God. What does that mean? Usually we talk about our faith. We want our faith in God to be great. What does it mean, Rabba Emuna Secha? Great is your faith? Rabbi Listener explained God has Emuna in us, God has faith in us. We wake up in the morning and we say, Modani, we thank God for the gift of another day. But the reason God gives us another day, the reason we wake up in the morning, which of course we should never take for granted because Nebuch, God forbid, not everyone does wake up in the morning. But the reason that we wake up in the morning is because God feels we are worthy and we have a mission that only we can fulfill. If God had no use for us in the world today, we would not have waken up. But God is saying, we need this day. You and I, we have woken up. We need this day. And God has faith that we can use it properly. Of course, Nebuch, some of us don't always live up to that but the potential is there. And God has faith that we can do it. We can live up to what God wants from us today. And that's why we have it. That's why we are given this day to try to live up to what God has in store for us. 
And God has faith in Claudia Israel, in the Jewish people. That we can utilize the blessing of the land of Israel properly. Yes, of course, Nebuch, we don't always live up to that. But God has faith that we have the potential to do it, that we can do it. We can because we, in the land of Israel, the people of Israel, can become the people that God wants us to be, that God expects us to be in Eretz Israel. And that's why we have it. The reason that we are there today is because God feels today we have a mission in the land of Israel. And we can fulfill it. God has trust in us. God has faith in us. And that's the message Yirmiyahu teaches us in his lecture on real estate law. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.